0: Hello there, it's Mary Stone on a drizzly screen porch. I'd hoped to be out here earlier today, but I, of course, was in the field working in people's gardens, which is always a joy. We're on the cusp of Memorial Day as I sit with you, and I look forward to sharing a column written about the meaning of Memorial Day, A Little Hope. I wrote it a few years ago, but it's so relevant today, and part of the story are some favorite Memorial Day flowers. But first, I want to thank those that reached out after last week's chat about wisteria reflections on invasiveness. Invasive plants are comparable to anger, and uh, there are remedies to turn things around, both in our gardens and amongst each other. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, there's an update on the robin. He is still crashing in the window, but less so now, so I think the eggs must have hatched. And uh, I think we're becoming friends, because when I open the window and talk to him... He stops, almost completely, but kind of forgets again, and he comes crashing into his reflection. I've never seen a male Robin so threatened by his reflection, but as we spoke about, we can learn from the wisdom of looking at our own reflections, mistakes or wounds from the past haunting us today. It's work in progress, and uh, as we do that, we should be kind to ourselves, don't you think? Anyway, let's move on to this week's story, which starts like this. Hello, fellow listeners and readers. A Little Hope Foundation funded a recent comfort zone camp supporting those who lost a parent, child, or sibling to suicide. The camp, held the weekend before Memorial Day, reflects the meaning of the holiday. Gratitude fills my heart. Memorial Day originated after the Civil War, when 600,000 soldiers died. Originally called Decorations Day after President Lincoln's assassination, it became a practice to decorate the graves of fallen soldiers with flowers and flags in remembrance. The day of commemoration varied throughout the states. President Lincoln's assassin, John Wilkes Booth, a well-known actor and a Confederate spy who never joined the army, plotted the assassination after attending Lincoln's speech promoting voting rights for African Americans. That speech was on April 11th, 1865. The name Memorial Day emerged in 1882 and quickly became more commonly used. During the 20th century, it officially transformed into Memorial Day, celebrated on May 30th, honoring all who died during military service. It wasn't until the Uniform Monday Holiday Act that four holidays, including Memorial Day, moved to a Monday to create a three-day weekend. Since 1971, Memorial Day is always the last Monday in May. We honor and gratefully thank those who have served our country. Admiration fills my heart for the courage and the resilience of the campers who attended last weekend's Comfort Zone Camp, the fourth camp to include an adult program because of the need to modify protocols to keep families and volunteers safe during COVID. So as I said, this column was written two years ago in 2021 when an in-person camp first resumed. The Parent Guardian Program mirrored the youth program, A combination of healing circles where campers share their stories, and there's fun activities, too, including a challenge course. Always challenged by choice. But mental illness is not a choice caused by unhealthy habits. While the stigmas attached to mental illness have changed, sadly, some remain. Each year, Comfort Zone Camp has a theme in the form of a pin. This year's is an image of a phoenix, an ancient worldwide symbol of rebirth and recovery, When the mythical bird grows old, 500 to over 1,400 years, depending on the legend, it flies into the sun and dies, but it rises again from the ashes, first as a worm. Then it grows to become a great sun eagle, representing resurrection, renewal, and the power of transformation and spiritual growth after hopelessness and devastating loss. Some say a phoenix was the bird on the first great seal of the United States that became the national emblem in 1787. Others report the history differently, that the initial image was a white eagle, not a phoenix. After that, Charles Thompson, the Secretary of Congress, assigned the final say and suggested replacing the design with a bald eagle. When contemplating this story about the meaning of Memorial Day, I was stocking up on plants for clients. I came upon a cluster of potted purple, white, and red petunias with American flags at a garden center, bringing to mind my favorite Memorial Day flowers, such as red poppies, based on the poem titled In Flanders Fields, depicting them growing between the graves of the fallen soldiers. You can learn more about the poppies in Flanders Fields. I'll put a link in the show notes to a story about the history of Veterans Day, closely related to Memorial Day when you think about it. Poppies don't fare well as cut flowers, though, so red and white gladiolas shaped like swords, symbolizing strength and integrity, are often the flowers of choice. Red roses, carnations, blue delphiniums, and gerber daisies are also popular in tribute to our heroes. Then, of course, there are the adored petunias I came upon at the garden center. Speaking of flowers... A butterfly garden is amongst the beauty of the Johnsonburg, New Jersey Camp and Retreat Center, which hosted the weekend camp. Posted on the garden is a sign, planting in progress, walk gently. In other words, recovery and growth is in progress, so be kind. Garden Dilemmas? ask AskMaryStone.com. Yes, indeed. We must be kind to ourselves as well as others as we maneuver through recovery and growth. A side note here I just want to kind of mention, because I think it may touch some of you listening, The volunteering at the Lost by Suicide camps has been particularly poignant to me because I lost my Uncle Frank when I was a child. And um, at that time, you know, mental illness was not really talked about. It was really hidden But I do recall mom sharing that she never knew how sad or, I guess, depressed she may have even used the word Frank was after his divorce and health issues ramped up. But he has a history as a child of loss. He lost his brother that my mom never knew because he was born before my mother was born. And then when my mother was born, their mother passed away due to complications from the delivery And so there was a lot of loss for him as a child, and uh, I'm sure there wasn't a comfort zone camp for him to access. But um, anyway, I have such fond memories of him and uh, the outcome of him taking his own life was that Grandpa moved in with us, and so I've shared that story before, how Grandpa used to dig a garden and sit vigil, and I would plant my sunflowers overhead, and I just have visions of him sitting in his chair watching his garden grow. Our mind and bodies are connected, as are our souls, and I've been going through something physically and emotionally, and um, I realize the two are very related, so I'm going to be sharing a little bit more of that here. I've had this escalated high blood pressure situation, and fortunately some of the scary diagnoses have been uh, discarded, and that's been a process over time. And uh, seeking in my heart, I realize I have not been handling stress well. I have a very busy life, as I know you do. Many of you have busy lives with children added to your work lives and all the other things you do. So I'm sharing this because I want you to take a look at your life as I am mine, and try to not have the stress that can ramp up, and we tend to internalize it, you know, trying to do everything we want to do, trying to help others in the process. I think complicating that is all the unsettling things that are happening in the world. And I encourage you not to listen to a lot of the news because so much of it is um, selling fear because they need to sell ratings and fear sells ratings. I just um, find that so discouraging and it's almost like an addiction, really. You know, you listen to things and you just want to hear more and uh, they have very clever ways of manipulating all of that. Not to say we should have our head in the sand, but... I don't know. I may just keep my head in the dirt in the garden where I find peace amongst the flowers and amongst the plants and amongst nature. I think that's not a bad thing to do because in that space is such healing and growth. It's really why I love sharing this time with you, sharing the journey of healing and growing in the garden of life, following the lessons of nature and our gardens and finding inspiration in them and the hope that comes from the wisdom And whatever time of year you are tuning in, I hope and wish for you a peaceful day and that we never forget those that made the ultimate sacrifice serving our country. And at the same time, may we feel inspired to serve and help others as you go through our daily lives. Little things like helping an elderly person reach the shelves at the grocery store or bringing flowers to a person that doesn't expect to receive them because a special occasion is sharing kindness and love. That's what makes it special. Besides, good deeds expand, much like healthy plants in gardens, don't they? So keep your emails and correspondence coming and share the podcast with a friend or two Some more can join us if you would. It means so much, as does our time together. Thank you for listening to my personal story and I look forward to hearing some of yours, so feel free to email me at askmarystone at gmail.com or through the social links in the tag. I would love to hear from you. Have a great day. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at gardendilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag MaryElaineStone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.